yeah, she was, it was really, it was really emotional. She was like almost crying because she was just like, this has never happened to me. And, you know, it's a lot of money to some people. Um, For sure. That's, that's awesome. What's going on, everyone? Justin Ledford here, the host of Real Construction Owners Podcast, where we interview real construction owners of multi-million dollar construction companies so you can go from being a stressed out operator to becoming a real owner who achieves healthy profit margins and a thriving business without having to figure it all out on your own. Today, we have a special guest, Doug Smith, owner of the Credit App. He has a unique story and a cool service that'll help you get paid when your clients are trying to withhold your money. If you listen all the way to the end, you'll get to hear an investing strategy that no one else is doing that's extremely lucrative that he unpacks. Let's dive right in. What's up, everybody? Justin Ledford here with Doug Smith, the owner of Credit App. His story is incredible about how he used to be a contractor himself and how he created this business to help contractors make sure they get their payments from homeowners who don't want to pay. Welcome, Doug. How you doing? Hey, Justin. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Man, I'm truly blessed and I'm highly favored. Thanks for asking. Where are you living right now? Where are you at? Uh, we're currently based out of Dallas, Texas. Nice, nice. And yeah. talk to our audience. What is your history before you got before you became the owner of this? Okay, so my full background is I used to own an insurance restoration company, um, door knocking, hail chasing, insurance claims. I started out like everyone else. I graduated from college. Um, a friend of mine told me he was making a thousand bucks a week selling roofs. That sounded like a really great deal to me at, a, at the time. I started doing it, did it for six months or so, and then ended up, you know, starting a my own insurance restoration company in a different town. I did the right thing. I didn't compete against the guy that, that trained me how to do the business. So I started it up in another town, started doing roofing, um, ended up selling that company after we grew it for a few years. And then I started a company that financed uh, insurance restoration companies. Uh, so we would finance the claim side of it, the depreciation check side of the insurance claim for them. And so we're doing a lot of financing, dealing with a lot of accounts receivable. And I guess as far as the credit app goes, I originally saw this issue when I was a roofing contractor, you know, whenever people didn't start, whenever people started to not pay, that happens occasionally. Um, I was like, well, I, what, what's my recourse here? I can call an attorney. I can file a lien. I can, um, you know, report these people to the credit bureau. And so I started looking into that and I started calling Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. And I realized that is not something that they do. That unless you're a big company with a big credit department, you know, being able to just report people who didn't pay was not a realistic thing. And so as I got into the finance business, we started creating a lot more. We were dealing with instead of, you know, five or 10 customers a week, we're dealing with a couple hundred customers a week. Um, because we're doing the uh, financing for so many more construction companies. And so at that point, it started to seem a little bit more feasible to really get into it. But then, you know, they have all these massive uh, red tape and requirements and everything. And so it wasn't really even feasible for us to do it as a finance business, as a smaller finance business, uh, unless we were really able to bring in a lot more accounts. And so that's how we just kind of spun it out into a, uh, 
to another company in which we collect all of this uh, data from smaller businesses and you know we put it all in together and report it all uh, at the same time. That's incredible. So you're saying if a homeowner doesn't pay a contractor, you can you have a company called the Credit App where you will actually take over the file or do something to where that homeowner gets their credit affected. Correct. Yeah. So the process is is you know we take on all of the all of the red tape and the requirements and the legal side of it. So on the contractor on the business side of it, how it works is uh, it has to be 30 days past due from the due date, which basically every contractor is going to give like so much benefit of the doubt to the homeowner. Nobody wants to go down this path unless they absolutely have to. And they're going to give very rarely are they calling trying to report people's credit when it's, you know, a week past due. So we're not that's not a really big requirement anyways, but we do have to make sure it's 30 days past due. Uh, but then after that, they just get on our website, thecreditapp.org. They create a new account, and then they—it's uh, really similar to buying something on Amazon. You just uh, click on create a new account debtor, and then you just fill out this debtor's information, name, address, email, phone number, uh, default date, default amount, and then at the very bottom, you upload the contract that was defaulted on, so that we have that evidence of this debt that was truly owed. And then from there, we send out uh, you pay checkout $99 uh, per debtor per account. So you're not tied into anything. You can do three or four. And if it's working for you, great. If you're having a lot of success with it, great. Um, so you're not tied into any kind of yearly contract. Uh, and then from there, we send out all of the uh, email, text message, letter, letting the debtor know like, hey, this you know ABC construction is saying that this debt is due. You defaulted on it. And then it gives them about 30 days normally in order to dispute it or to pay it. And then after that, it goes on their credit report, just like they defaulted on their car note. <laughs> Bro, like, where have you been? How, how long, how long have you been doing this business? We've been doing it for about four years now. I believe it was, uh, was it 2018 or so we started getting into it and opening it up and, and everybody loves it. Like it's really, uh, it, like the numbers are really, really good. Our average default amount is about $7,000. And so obviously this applies to, you know, if you're a plumber and you're, you have like a minimum charge of $130 to show up or something and they don't pay you, it might not be a good uh, transaction for you. But I mean, we see within the first 12 months, about one in six to one in seven pay off their debt completely. And uh, this stays on their credit report for seven years. So there's still a lot more time for these people to, you know, apply for a mortgage or a car and to see your roofing company's name or your electrical company's name on their credit report. And, you know, they really want that house and they want to borrow the money for it. They got to make sure all the bill, all their bills are paid. That is incredible. So you started, you must have some type of background in finance or what was your degree? Where'd you go to college? Walk us through that. Yeah, I went to the University of Memphis, um, majored in Latin American history and Spanish. So um, at the time I wanted to be a college professor, that didn't work out. I went into roofing instead. And uh, the Spanish really helped out with that a lot, uh, for sure. Uh, that came in handy. But I mean, I've always, I've always been a businessman. I've always been able to see angles. I've always been able to me, business is finding things that are inefficient or things that I don't like in the world and then trying to change those. You know, and at the time, I just thought it was just, it would just made no sense to me how 
you know, you can have these big companies, you know, you can get a Sears credit card. And if you default on $25 on your Sears card or your Starbucks credit card, they're reporting it to the credit bureau. But if you don't pay your roofer $12,000, nobody knows about it, you know? And I mean, it's just democratizing the ability to report credit data. And at the end of the day, it's just, it's information. It's not, nobody's getting punished. I'm not trying to harm anyone here. I mean, it's just the roofing company or the plumbing company saying, hey, here's valid information. You know, John Smith doesn't, might not pay you because he didn't pay me. And, you know, we require that documentation. We require them to upload that signed contract that was defaulted on. And then so whenever the debtor comes back, they have 30 days to dispute it. And they can, you know, a lot of times they'll just say, I don't owe it which is the worst thing you can do. It's the second worst thing you can do. The first worst thing you can do is say, don't contact me again. Just, just for the record, anyone who ever has trouble with paying a bill or anything, the worst thing you can say is don't contact me again because the federal government requires me to cease contact with you after you tell me that. So I'm legally not able to contact you anymore, but that debt's still going on your credit report. So hmm. that's not a valid... You can't walk into a courtroom and just say, well, the reason why I don't owe it is because I say that I don't owe it, you know? And so we require physical evidence from the debtor to evidence that that debt is not owed. For example, if their roof is leaking, the roofer's saying, hey, they still owe me $2,000, but the homeowner's sending in to our support email, you know, a video of it raining in their kitchen, you know, then that's obviously something that we wouldn't be able to report because every single thing we report, we have to know is 100% accurate. That sounds interesting. So if somebody doesn't pay 30 plus days in summary, uh, we give you the file, it costs X dollars and we'll have a special offer for you, our listener at the end of this. Um, and from there, you report the contract, you report it to Ex Experion, Equifax, TransUnion, and tell us a story of a, a contractor that called you be like, dude, it, it worked and it was a success. Like share some some positive insights where the contractor, you know, the blue collar guy got a victory by using your your uh, process. Well, my favorite one was uh, this lady wasn't even a contractor. She was actually uh, a dog walker. She had a dog walking company. And so this works for all small businesses. It doesn't work against your ex-wife. So don't. That, <laughs> that's out of the question. You have to have a legitimate business and a legitimate debt that's owed. Um, so my, my favorite one was this dog walking lady down, I believe it was in Waco, Texas. And she uh, got shorted $800 from a heart surgeon uh, for walking his dogs. And she had never, she'd been walking dogs for 20 years, never had any problem collecting, never had anything just randomly stumbled across our website on the internet. She was Googling, you know, how to collect money or report people and found our website and she ended up filling out the information. And um, yeah, it was like three or four days later, she had the check in the mail for $800. So, and she nice. called me and um, yeah, she was, it was really, it was really emotional. She was like almost crying because she was just like, this has never happened to me. And, you know, it's a lot of money to some people. Um, for sure. That's that's awesome that it's not just for contractors. Talk to our contractors, though. Do you, uh, you know when they heard one in six gets paid back? Is that uh, a specific from the construction realm? If we use your service, one in six will get paid back or did I mishear that? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's mean. I mean, 90 percent of who we deal with are contractors. 
Um, I mean, we deal with uh, some used car lots and some landlords and HOAs and stuff like that. But I would say about 90% is within the construction industry. And um, yeah, so I, what I tell people is it's a tool. It's a collection tool is what it is. And, you know, occasionally people will, you know, send in like, hey, this person, you know, shorted me $10,000 and I reported them to the credit bureau. And, you know, three weeks later, they still haven't paid what's going on. And it's like, look, for $99, we can't guarantee that you're going to get paid. Um, that's not something, but we can't guarantee that if they don't pay you, this is going to go on their credit report. Uh, that's something sure. we can guarantee. And so it's really, it's just, a, it's a tool. It's, you have a lien that you can use. You can either, you know, do the footwork and, and, you know, get the notary and, and all that, follow it at the clerk's office yourself. I think there's some online companies that might do it for you or some, uh, legal zoom or something that might do that for you. Um, and you, you can sue them and you can hit their credit. And those are really the only three avenues that you have. And I mean, to sue them, you get a judgment and then that's not really, you know, you still got to collect your money after that. And if you put a lien on your, their house, they don't really care unless they're trying to sell it. It doesn't really affect them a whole lot. And, you know, really hitting their credit, that, that's the most time sensitive thing that I've seen in order to get them to start dancing. Because even if you get a judgment against them and you're garnishing their wages, I mean, maybe you're getting you know, $50 a month and if they owe you $8,000, that's gonna take yeah. a, a while Forever. to get that money back. Um, right, so we still need to file the lien. We would give you the file and it has to be a minimum of 30 days. Uh, is there mm -hmm. a timeline of if this is a six month old file or a year uh, old yeah. file? So it's a uh, two years. It has to be within the last two years uh, in order to be reported. Um, they're they're pretty lenient on that. If it's closed, sometimes they'll ask me. It's like, is that the due date? Is that the contract date? And my response is, they're they're pretty lenient on it as long as it's within the first, pretty close to that two year mark. They're not going to give us a lot of a lot of headache on that. So brilliant. I look forward to using your your services. I have a question about you as a business owner, because this is where we interview CEOs and talk about how they're scaling marketing and all things process related. Tell me how, what's a process in your business that you are most proud of? Uh, uh, automations, automations. Um, I don't, I, Hiring people and employees is something that is becoming more difficult, in my opinion. It's becoming more difficult. Um, you know, the um, the more I can automate and you know run these things without having a big labor cost is vastly increases margins. Um, so anything that you can automate, there's really uh, code-free website services that you can use to automate connecting your CRM to emails to text messages um, that that is something that I really um, that, that I, I really pride myself on is just that time management and efficiency and using online autom automations to do that love it as a business owner we start actually having to do the work and then we grow to where we scaled it to where people other people are doing the work and we are just managing and helping people get their, hit their goals. What's, uh, how are you scaling your business? Well, that's, that's something that really is, is difficult with this kind of business model because all the business models that I've used in the past have all been high margin, you know, running a construction company. I mean, our average, uh, 
profit per job was like three or four thousand dollars because I mean we would do total roof replacements and you're talking fifteen twenty thousand dollar jobs and so the acquisition cost I mean you could have a thousand dollar acquisition cost and you're still making plenty of money and you know in the finance it was kind of the a similar uh, deal as far as margins per lifetime of the client and with this selling a product for $99 is, is really challenging. It's really, um, really been a, a challenge because I mean, when you think about having that acquisition, it's like how much sales and marketing can you do for $30? You know, not just a, a whole lot. So it's really, I mean, obviously there's lots of massive companies that make, I mean, Walmart makes a 1% profit margin, you know? So they, uh, there are plenty of companies that, that sell cheap products that, um, have that have scaled. So it's really been uh, an interesting thing for me that, that I, it's been a learning experience for me trying trying to figure that out. Well, you know, the cool thing about where you're at as a business owner, because I see myself as like a serial entrepreneur myself, is you're building something that if you get the word out for the roofing industry or the construction industry, for the card industry, for all these different industries, by doing these podcasts, by going to different events and getting on stage, it it will pay itself off as long as you put in the work, plant all the seeds and keep doing it, it'll pay itself off. So that's awesome that you're, you're, you know, building this and it's a resource for us contractors. Now I am curious as far as, um, cause we're always trying to learn from each other. What's an investment that you have made that has surprised you? In business or just in investing in general? It can be in business and in, in general, in life, real estate, crypto, whatever it is. I also, yeah, I also do a good amount of real estate. And what I've been doing here lately, I don't want to give my secret out too much, but uh, is finding- Oh, come on. Give us a secret. Come on. Come on. Uh, finding a lower income multifamily apartment complexes um, and converting those to 55 and up communities. And so a lot of people, you know, I own two apartment complexes now. Uh, one's a 64 unit, one's a 32 unit. And the one that I recently bought, the rent is like, like $550 a month uh, per unit. So these are very affordable. Is that with the lower income communities and the lower income rent, a lot of times you have, you know, more riffraff coming in. And, you know, a lot of landlords don't want to deal with that. But if you make it a 55 up and up community, it gets all that out. And so you're dealing with just people who, first of all, with their 55 and up, a lot of them already have fixed income. So you don't have to worry about the rent because they're getting that social security every month or the pension every month. And a lot, I mean, they're, they're older people. I mean, they're 55 and up. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, trying to get in trouble or, you know, play their music too loud or whatever. And so, and these things, and the older people just love it because it's the demographics are changing so fast too, to where you have all these people that are getting older and real estate is becoming more and more expensive. And so they want an affordable place that's safe for them, you know, where they don't have to worry about some 18 year old mugging them or whatever. And that's what I've been doing. And I mean, the rent is just, it's just a gold mine. I mean, they just pay every month and I never have any problems out of them. And they stay there for, they don't ever leave whenever they move in. Uh, so the that's awesome. Super low. Better that, than a trailer park. I think I've looked into trailer parks before, and I think the whole fifty-five and up. I, I I don't even know how it's legal. 
<laughs> really because yeah. it's just it's like reverse age discrimination it's like get all these young people out of here and uh so but yeah it's just a really interesting way to where you can take you know a super cheap affordable low-income place kick out all the younger people have it 55 and up the demand is insane the payments are so good the turnover is low it, it just prints money so you're you find these deals and then you got to kick everybody out that might take a little bit and then you got to renovate and then you put the older people in so you're you're paying that note for a minute or you just pay for it all cash what are some struggles in that like how are you doing this to where it's beneficial on cash flow well the two places that i bought already one of which was already the first one was already a 55 and up community so i just kind of fell into it and the second one was actually a 62 and up community and i kind of fell into that one too so i've never i've never had to uh to to like kick out all the young people yet but that is the plan in the, in the future going forward now but now with the current one that i have i'm actually trying to get younger people in there because the average age is is so old that they want like really uh special services like they want someone to like walk their trash from their front door to like the dumpster and stuff yeah. and stuff like that can start getting really expensive so i want the average age to come down a little bit in there but yeah, going, going forward, because there's not, there's hardly any 55 and up communities and um, compared to like the, the age and the demand. So going forward, I'm converting them, I, I think is really the play to go. If you can't find one that's already a 55 and up. Um, yeah. How did you find them. that, dude? That, that is a little gold mine. It honestly, it just fell into my lap. It was uh, the one I just bought was uh, from a nonprofit and it was just off market i don't even think they could have profited from it so it was a super off market deal and i just bid on it with two other people and i ended up winning the bid and um well listen but, if you ever need an investor reach out to your boy i'm down to do some business with you because i'm all about real estate my my, my portfolio is stacked in real estate good for you man thanks for all sharing that nugget now yeah. back to back to what we were discussing uh the the credit app this is something that contractors need to take advantage of in fact i'm probably going to pass a few files your way uh because that does happen if somebody wants to, is listening a contractor's listening why should they do business with you and how can they reach out to you um you can reach out the creditapp.org uh the support email support at the creditapp.org we don't have a phone number because if we did for obvious reasons, you know, you have a lot of debtors and everything they want to call and they want to talk. And the thing is, is that we can't, what they say is pretty irrelevant to the entire process. So it's just a massive waste of their time and a waste of our time. But if you email the support email and just say, Hey, here's my phone number, reach out to me, we'll reach out to you within a business day or so. And uh, if you need any specific information, but I, the re why I use the credit app is the same re why does American Express use the credit app or use credit reporting I'm sorry um because it it works it's efficient you know people value their credit score because they know what that means I mean it, it can make a huge difference over the course of your life to have a good credit score versus no credit score and you know and people People know that people are aware of that. And I, it, we do run into the issue is people kind of have a certain amount of money that their credit score is worth to them. So 
some people, if you don't have a credit score, I mean, it might be worth, it's like, Hey, you know, I'm just not going to pay this $500 because it doesn't matter anyways, because my credit score is two digits. And, uh, but you know, a lot of times if they owe a debt, that's, you know, 40 or $50,000, that's when it becomes a little bit more because you have a lot of normal people saying, Hey, like, is my credit score worth $40,000? Like, maybe I'll just buy that next car in cash with this money that I'm not paying my contractor. <laughs> so that's a, that's a real thing, but it's, it's very, it's very efficient. It's very affordable. And I mean, you can, you can go use an attorney and I mean, and, and have them, you know, sue this person or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's not going to be more effective than what we're doing. And most attorneys don't report credit data. So they're not even going to have this ability to report that information anyways. Um, I love so it. Just, I love it. I think and it's, it's more economical than going the attorney route and it's more effective, it sounds like. So as if you're a contractor and you're listening and you've had this happen, we have a special offer for you. We'll drop a link in the uh, comments below to where you'll get some kind of discount to for using Mr. Smith's service with the credit app. Um, man, this is this is very good information. And I've been meaning to talk with you about this because I've seen this and currently what I'm doing is I'm giving it to the attorney or I'm filing a lien and it's 50-50 and it's very expensive to do that where this is like a more economical, but it, it seems like, you know, I wouldn't want my credit to be jacked up because I'm an investor and I need good credit. So yeah, seriously, Doug, thank you so much for being on this call and I hope our listeners will take advantage of the great deal that we have uh, for them. Thanks, brother. All right, Justin, take care. Take care.